Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm Nicole Muir, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Spooniepreneur podcast. So like I shared a few weeks ago, my business is experiencing some massive shifts right now. And one of those changes, many of you who I am connected on Instagram with have already seen. So for several years, I ran a blog called The Resilient Virtual Assistant. And that was my Instagram handle. And it was how most people knew me. But I've spent a lot of time in bed recently not feeling great. And if you're Spoonies too, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you understand when you're in a flare, it brings with it this bigger understanding of what's actually worth your energy. You have to pare down everything to just the basics. And as I was laying in bed, I spent a lot of time thinking about how I can simplify things just to keep everything running smoothly. And I came to the realization that it just didn't feel right to call myself the resilient VA anymore. You know, while I started my business as a virtual assistant, I now spend more time as the CEO of a virtual support agency that I've built and supporting Spoonies to grow their businesses on their own terms. So if we're not connected on Instagram, you should go look me up at Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this change because it's still the place where I'm letting you see what's happening behind the scenes in my business. You get to see pictures of my cute kitchen and our dogs, and I'm giving you tips and strategies you can use to grow your business. Another change that's been happening recently is that I've been on a lot of sales calls. And if you listened to my podcast a few weeks ago, Holy vulnerability, that was hard one to record. We had a few clients step away from working with our agency over the last month. And since we're here, I'm going to just step on my soapbox for a minute because I've had some questions come in from all of you, like wanting me to spill the tea about what went down. So here's what I have to say about this. And I want to preface all of this with the fact that these are my opinions. They are nothing more They are nothing less. I fully recognize that I am a white woman. I have white privilege that I am still working through and trying to figure out my place and all of that. But I feel like I need to say something about what I'm seeing in the marketplace right now and and what I've seen in the whole time that I've been an online entrepreneur. So if you are a virtual assistant and you've thought about or you've thought about hiring a virtual assistant, you know that there are many different ways to get support for your business. So you can hire somebody on Fiverr or Upwork. You can get a referral from a trusted friend or a mentor, or you can use a hiring agency to find a team for you. 
And the clients that chose to step away from working with our agency, they did so because they went to work with a hiring agency that solely employs virtual assistants from countries other than the United States. And in many cases, these contractors are working in the Philippines. And I've worked with several contractors from all across the world. And just like contractors in the US, some have been better fits for our agency than others. I mean, that's no matter where you're hiring, you have some people who work really, really well with your team and some people for whatever reason aren't great fits. The issue that I have with many of these hiring agencies is that they are not paying these contractors a living wage for their work. Even when you factor in conversion rates and different standards of living, two or three dollars, US dollars, they're not a living wage. And many business owners, they don't stop and think about what they're really doing when they're working with these agencies. They don't stop to think about what they're doing when they hire somebody for super cheap on Fiverr who is in another country. And I'm going to call it what it is. It's white supremacy. Because most white people wouldn't think twice about paying a business coach who's living in Bali or some other country where there is a low cost of living the same amount as somebody who works in California. But when it comes to the people who provide the backbone for your business, who keep things running day to day, many people don't respect or place the same value on these amazing skilled professionals. And I want to be clear, I am not saying don't work with an overseas contractor. I've worked with many amazing people who live in the Philippines and in countries all around the world. I am just saying that you need to pay them at the same scale that you would a U.S.-based contractor. You need to value their work and the contributions that they're making for your business. Like, that's just how I feel about it. (sighs) Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to hop off my soapbox now, right? Um... But since we've had clients step away from working with us, I've been really busy with discovery calls or sales calls. At our agency, we are so incredibly lucky that our business primarily comes from referrals, from word of mouth referrals. And if you've been working in a service-based business long enough, you've probably learned that when one client steps away, the universe sends another to take its place. It's really magical. It's a hard lesson that most of us have to learn when we lose a client, we have that initial freak out. But eventually you learn that, you know, when one client steps away, usually something better comes in its place. And I know this is all really frustrating to hear when you're starting your business. Like it's frustrating when I say we had all these clients step away and then I booked seven discovery calls in two weeks. (laughs) And part of that is because those of us who have been doing this for years, let's be clear, I've been doing this for six years. uh, We don't break down how we built the systems in our business to make this happen. We're not super clear with what it actually looked like for those six years to build a business that is able to do that. So today, I want to spell out the three things that you really need to do to get word of mouth referrals in your business. Because getting those word of mouth referrals is the easiest way to fill your business with clients without spending hours and hours marketing. And we're spoonies. This is the way we need to run. We need to run efficiently and effectively. So the first thing that you need to have in place is you need to know your ideal client. And I know, I know you are 
totally rolling your eyes at me right now because the first thing that any coach, any business strategist, any marketer tells you is that you need to figure out who you're going to serve and sell to. But this is basically true. But the truth is, is that this is going to shift a lot, especially when you're starting out. And that's perfectly normal. I think that we fall into this belief that if we find that ideal client, if we nail down what their name is, where they live, what their job is, how many kids they have, what hair color they have, that every problem in your business is going to be solved. But this usually is not the case. And most of you are probably shaking your head right now because you've experienced this too, right? The truth is that you really have to work with the people who are not your ideal client to figure out who you really want to work with. And then you have to nail down why that person wasn't your ideal client. So a great example of this is that that many Spoonies face on the regular is they find clients who expect them to be available 24-7. These are the clients that'll email you all evening, they'll text you on weekends, they're shooting you Slack messages at 2 a.m., and then they get frustrated when you won't respond back immediately, right? And chances are... When you do this long enough, you can nail down red flags of clients who are not going to respect your boundaries. Maybe they're the client that sees the phone number in your email signature when you respond to their request for information and they call you right away, right? Or maybe they keep you on the discovery call for over an hour, pushing two hours, asking for you to give them basically free advice before they've even signed a contract. Or maybe they send that contract back with revisions on your refund or your termination of contract clauses, right? And if these sound super specific, (laughs) it's because they're all things that I have personally experienced. Let's be real. And so I want to encourage you to take as many opportunities as you can when you're starting out. I'm not saying push yourself so hard that your symptoms flare. And I'm not saying that you should commit to projects that you know you do not have the skills or the capacity to handle. Okay. But if opportunities hit your inbox that sound like something that you would like to try and you think you can do, then do it. Right. If you hate it, dive into why. You know, when things fall apart, ask yourself what really happened there so you can weed those projects out, weed those types of clients out next time. Because the more you're clear on who you like to work with, the better the clients you'll find. And when you find those clients who are aligned with your personality, with your experience, with your passions, those are the clients that are consistently going to refer to you because they have people who think the same way as they do, right? That's why they're friends with them. That's why they do business with them. And so they're going to consistently refer back to you. The second thing that you need in your business so that you're getting those word of mouth referrals coming in is you need to get crystal clear on the services or the products you offer. And unlike my advice with the type of client you work with, I really feel like you need to stay in your own lane with your offers. And this one can be really tricky for Spoonies because not many of us that I have seen are formally trained for the businesses that we're creating. For example, I have an undergrad degree in child psychology and a master's in organizational leadership, right? Nowhere in there did I take a marketing or a graphic design course. 
But I've been writing ever since I was young. And when I was working at a nonprofit, I taught myself the basics of graphic design so that I could help with marketing our events. When my mom started a bakery, I learned how to create a business plan, how to track expenses, and how to market on Facebook. When you're trying to figure out what services to offer, I recommend starting small. Start with one really basic service. So for me, I started with social media marketing because I knew many different types of business needed this kind of support, and I felt confident enough in what I was doing to be able to help them. The bonus was that I was able to grow my skill set as I went along. I grew with my clients. So pretty soon, I was able to build landing pages and build sales funnels and create marketing campaigns. Basically, you need to start small and build your way up. Also, it's okay if you start with something super basic and realize you hate it. For example, just because you have the skills and the expertise to build websites doesn't mean that you love doing it, right? Maybe if you've got brain fog, it's just too detailed work to handle when you're not feeling well. Or maybe you just love the graphic design stuff and you don't want to code anything ever again. It is okay to do something once or twice and then move on. In fact, most business owners, if not all business owners, do the exact same thing. And I want to encourage you that in this case, you are not starting over. You are starting with experience. You know that you love graphic design, but you need simpler projects to tackle right now. You could work on landing pages using a program like Lead Pages. You could create social media graphics or even Canva templates for entrepreneurs. You might have a deeper understanding of what kinds of projects or businesses you like working for when you've done the thing that you hate, right? Maybe a simple website for a coach isn't a big deal, but an e-commerce website, like setting something up on Shopify just isn't your jam right now. As long as you're incorporating what you've learned into your new offerings, you are not starting from scratch. Now, I know you are probably wondering what the heck this has to do with finding word of mouth referrals. I mean, what I'm talking about, it really on the surface feels like it has nothing to do with marketing, right? Well, the truth is, is that marketing is simply about meeting a need that somebody has. You have to know both who that someone is and what need they have. You know, what is the underlying want, behind it because you cannot develop your marketing until you're clear on both of these. And when you're clear on this and you're communicating it consistently in your marketing, you start to get referrals from people who have never even worked with you. For example, I have people who have been guests on this show who refer people to me. If you aren't clear on the who and the what, you're never going to get these types of referrals because people are going to be clear about what it is that you actually do. (laughs) Okay, so be clear about who you're serving, be clear about what you do, and keep that consistent in every communication you have, whether it's a conversation you're having with in a networking conversation, whether it is what you're putting on your social media, whether it's how you're explaining your services on a discovery call, just make sure that you're keeping it consistent. It can change, but if it changes, you still need to keep it consistent moving forward. So the final thing that I found that will consistently land you word of mouth referrals is networking. 
Now, full disclosure, I am one of the biggest introverts that you'll ever meet. (laughs) Okay. I am shy with strangers and I can only take small doses of people that I love and care about. I mean, the reason I started this podcast is because I was so freaked out by being on video that I could only speak into a microphone. (laughs) Okay. When I started my business, networking would cause me to majorly freak out. Very early on in my business, I went to a conference for virtual assistants and I did not know a soul there. And right before I walked into that ballroom to register and go to the first networking event, I had to make a beeline to the bathroom because I had a full blown panic attack, right? In the ba- you know, in the bathroom stall, just like crying and trying to catch my breath. And when the Advan finally kicked in, I made myself mop up my face and march my butt into that networking breakfast. And it was terrible. <laughs> okay. Those were the days before I realized that networking doesn't need to involve business cards and sweaty armpits and crying. Okay, networking can also look like hanging out in a few Facebook groups every day. It can be engaging on somebody's Instagram post or sending a message in LinkedIn to a new connection, right? I can network by being on somebody else's podcast or by having one of my own. But my favorite way of networking, something that I discovered very early on, is the coffee chat. The premise is really simple. In the Facebook groups that I was frequenting at the beginning of my business, I would write a post asking if anyone wanted to connect for a coffee chat so I could learn more about what they were up to in their business. Absolutely zero pitch, just wanting to hear about, you know, and meet new people. I would open up a few slots on my calendar for these like 15 minute chats and they would always fill up really, really quickly because people, we love to talk about ourselves, right? We love that opportunity just to connect. 15 or 20 minutes really isn't that long. It's just enough time for some small talk to learn what the other person does and to talk about yourself, right? And usually that personal connection is enough to keep you top of mind when someone has a client that needs your service. I can't tell you how many podcast launches that I booked this way, right? Because it's such a niche service that people said, oh, you need to go over to Nicole. She does podcasts, right? It's an amazing way to network in really small chunks of time in a way that's going to make a huge impact. And it's also a great way to connect with other Spoonie entrepreneurs too, right? I love hopping on calls and talking with Spoonies about what they're doing because I know that I will always refer first to another Spoonie if there's something that I see people need support with that my connection can support them with, right? The great thing about this strategy is that you can do as many or as few coffee chats as you have the spoons for, right? And when those referrals start rolling in, you can cut way back without it feeling like inconsistent, you know? With all of these strategies though, the key ingredient is time. Nothing works overnight. And if you're in a Facebook group with someone who claims they had overnight success, the truth is, is that they worked a really long time, worked really hard, tried many different things, and then everything changed overnight. I think that's a common experience for entrepreneurs is that we feel like we work, we work, we work, we work. And then like a light bulb, like a light switch just flicks on and everything starts working. It feels like it's overnight, but it's not. 
Okay. The reality is that you're going to seem, it's going to seem like you're marketing to no one for a long time, even after you figured out what you're offering and who you're offering it to. But the great news I have for you is that the biggest asset you have when you're starting your business is time. And yes, that's also true for Spoonies. You have the time to do coffee chats or to strike up conversations in Facebook groups, right? This is going to help you find potential clients so much faster. It's an asset that quite honestly, when your business starts getting busy, you are going to wish you had the time that you had when you started your business. So realize that even though you would rather fill that time with making money, it's still an asset that you can use to build your business. So I feel like I just threw a lot of information at you in one little episode. And I know that you probably are wondering how you're going to apply this to your business and your life. I am super, super excited to announce that I am officially launching a hybrid coaching program for Spoonypreneurs. Oh yeah, we're going there. Basically, you're going to get coaching with me. You're going to get virtual trainings designed to help you build the foundation of your business or to scale your business if that's where you're at. And I'm going to let you borrow my team to help you implement it with ease. So basically, we're going to set it up for you and I'm going to teach you how to run it seamlessly. If you're interested in learning more, I want you to shoot me an email at Nicole at bloomadminservices.com. Until next time, remember that we can do hard things if we only take it one step at a time. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals, and who doesn't, head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.